Hello, I'm Claire Sands, one of the co-hosts of the Sign of My podcast. Welcome to this week's My Why, which is usually the audio version of my weekly blog on thesilentwhy.com. But not this week. I'm taking My Why's on the road. Welcome to part one of Graveyard Musings. After a lot of editing this week, I decided to take a walk in the sun while it was shining. And I headed down to our local graveyard, which is somewhere that I often migrate to. And I thought, while I was there, I'd record my thoughts and musings as I wandered round the graves, and put them out this week as my my why. Now, I will warn you, they are far from perfect, because I hadn't realised how windy it was. I ummed and ahed about putting them out at all, but then I thought, who needs to be perfect? Salvador Dali said, have no fear of perfection, you'll never reach it. And producer Chris has now shown me a fuzzy little hat thing that I can put on my phone to help me next time, so I'll try that at some point. So please excuse the wind noises, let's call it atmospheric, and I've tried to edit it as much as I can within my current skill set. As the recording ended up being about 30 minutes, I've decided to put them out in 10 minute mini episodes over the next three weeks. Although there won't be written blogs to go alongside them, but I have put some photos and videos of the things that I'm talking about on the blog page and social media for those that like something a bit more visual. So if you feel the need to see Herbert and Hester, pop over to thesilentwide.com slash blog. Enjoy the wind, the birds, the rustling of my shiny coat, and Graveyard Musings Part 1. This week, I'm coming to you a few days before, so not quite live, from our local graveyard. So I thought I would come down here this afternoon for a walk and just have a look round like I like to do sometimes. But I thought, why not have some musings from the graveyard and share with you what I'm thinking about while I'm wandering around. And I'm currently sat on the bench, which is in memory of Herbert and Hester. And I've just realised if I look straight ahead, I'm looking at Herbert and Hester's grave. So they must have been a nice married couple. Looks like uh, Herbert was born in 1911 and Hester, Winifred Mary, unusual girl's name, was born in 1919. And it says at the bottom, reunited. So um, that's really sweet. It's about a 10-15 minute walk from my house. There's some lovely birds singing. I took a video on the walk down here so that I could post it on social media when this episode goes out and I actually caught a green woodpecker flying away from among the graves so that's pretty impressive I'm looking forward to looking at that when I get home to see if you can actually see the bird on my video so what can I tell you about our local graveyard well it's um surrounded by trees and countryside which is lovely it's not in a massively built up area although having said that they're building loads of houses next to it so it will be soon but um, it's in a nice field it's probably only half full at the back so there's lots of space which is nice lots of the new graves are in a different section to the old graves which are up near the church church is very old goes back to sort of norman times no heating no toilets it gets a lot of visitors the community love it people love coming to visit graves and to uh, walk around here, spend some time. There's lots of daffodils at the moment, which are beautiful. Um, it's a nice area, loads of birds, lots of bird song, which is which is great. And I love just milling around and walking through, just to see who's where and what's happening. I like being around graveyards. I'm not quite sure why. I've always liked it. I was just thinking to myself, why do I enjoy being around graveyards and graves and dead people? I guess I don't know what it is. Maybe. As an introvert, it's nice being around people that don't respond. There's no expectation. 
maybe it's the fact that you're surrounded by words I love all the writing and the names and that side of it and just piecing together little stories there's couples reunited there's babies there's children there's teenagers there's young lives there's old lives there's sort of half lives there's people that are waiting for their partner where there's a gap on the gravestone I always wonder if the gap's too big what happened to the other person if they actually are coming or if they've gone somewhere else um there's flowers there's graves that attended to really well there's graves that have been ignored for centuries there's just so many stories i feel like every gravestone here is like a book that just sort of stands above the ground and has a story attached to it and actually there are a couple that are shaped like books <laughs> i have to admit as far as uh, daffodils that have been planted go I think Herbert and Hester's next door neighbour Derek is probably the most impressive. He has a straight line of full-on daffodils and one crocus, which has snuck in between. Um, oh, and a few snowdrops. So yeah, that's uh, that's impressive, Derek. And Derek is remembered with a smile, which uh, I like as well. So yeah, he gets my daffodil awards. I'd like this kind of look, I think. Chris, if you're listening. I've just moved away from the more recent graves area because a man came to pay his respects to a grave um and i watched him there's just such private moments down here and it's in such a public place it's what fascinates me people have these moments of just complete vulnerability coming to visit someone they've lost and yet it's such a public place to do it and um he was flicking through his phone and showing uh, the headstone pictures of things that had been happening and probably people that are being missed by the person that's died and um, that's just a great example of the kind of things you just you don't see anywhere else so as I walk across like the older graves now some of them um, you can hardly read what's on them so much stuff that's happened people buried with their wives with their children there's a dad and a daughter back there which made me wonder what happened there um there's different plants that have been planted on the graves for them to spring up every year there's a gravestone here i can't even read and yet there's a amazing clump of daffodils growing at the front of it it's just beautiful to see i just i want daffodils on my grave this looks beautiful i'm trying to read the inscription but i can't see it i think he died in 1979 oh and 1987 it's an old couple that have been put together, reunited, stamped on the bottom. I don't know if anyone comes to tend it. You can't really read it, but these daffodils are coming up every year and honouring their memory, which I love. There's a new housing estate being built around the church and about oh, eight or nine of the houses actually face on to the graveyard, um, which I love the idea of. I just think, what a great view. They've planted trees, so eventually that'll be blocked but it's many years away. I like to think maybe the people here in the graves are just enjoying the uh, the movement and new life coming in, new people. Now when you get old, you just appreciate youth. I find that even now. So I can understand how someone in their 80s and 90s is just fascinated by a young person that comes in running around the old people's home with so much energy and you know their brain is so fast and they can move without aching and I can fully see how that's something you you appreciate I want to appreciate I don't want to be I don't want to grow old and get to the point where I'm resentful of that in any way 
I want to really look at it and appreciate youth and love and all the stuff that maybe you don't have anymore. And I think it's a healthier way to live than, than just getting bitter about it. There's a small wooden cross at the back of the graveyard here. Most of them are old and probably from the 70s and 80s. Well, not that old, I suppose. There's one at the back. It's just a wooden cross with a little plaque on it. It says Edith Eleanor Griffiths. Still remembered. And there's a couple of fake flowers still on there, but no gravestone, which I find interesting. I mean, they are very expensive, so I can understand why some people don't go down that route. Personally, I like the idea of being buried. I know some people prefer cremation. Um, I think it's the tombstone, the kind of gravestone, I guess they are. Are they, are they tombstones if there's no tomb? Um, I like just, I think I've mentioned it before, just having words, having some place to visit. Might seem strange, but I wish there was someone here I knew. I wish there was a grave here of one of my grandparents or other people we've known that have gone before. People who have died, young or old. I could just come and think, I knew that person. Um, but since we've moved to this area and it's quite a way away from where I grew up and where my family lived, there's nobody here that I know personally. I like to think I come to visit the other people who don't get any other visitors. You can kind of spot those graves. A lot of them are being tended to and there's flowers growing and they look quite clean. There's one here that isn't though. It's just an old book. And I can't read what's on it. It's definitely one that needs a clean. If I trace my fingers along the indents I can read Vincent James Ashwin. Age 64, can't quite see the date he died, but it's one half of a book and the other half is blank. Which makes me wonder who was intended for the other half that never came. I don't think I'd want to be on a gravestone with an empty other half. Although it creates a story for somebody in the future. Someone like me who likes wandering around graveyards, piecing things together. I like the idea of leaving a mystery that nobody quite uncovers. I'm on a bit of a mission now because the man who just came to see the graves has left. But I noticed he looked at two quite different ones and I want to go and see if they're related or linked in any way. Were they linked in any way? Well, you'll have to tune into part two next Friday. And also, I'm starting to introduce ways to support me in my work with The Silent Why, My Whys, and the fiction that I'm writing, with loss as a central theme. I'll put a link in the show notes and on the blog, or you can visit the website, and you can buy me a coffee, although it's actually a fancy tea, because I just love an Earl Grey. But Buy Me A Coffee, for those who haven't heard of it before, is a website that helps creators like me get financial support. So if there's anything I'm doing that you appreciate and you'd like to support me in, you can either buy me a one-off fancy tea, or a couple, or five, or you can support me monthly from as little as £2 a month. And I'm hoping to continue this work to create more resources around helping those that are grieving, and how they can work through it, and opening up conversations to help others know how to support people around them, as well as hopefully one day having some fiction books with these kinds of characters at the heart. And generally just educate people around loss and its many forms. 
Which reminds me of one of my favourite jokes. Why shouldn't you stand behind the devil in the post office? Because evil takes many forms. Thank you for listening. Please join me again next week for more musings from the graveyard. Bye.